Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Digital Asset Recovery secured $4.9 million in funding as it seeks to play an integral role in the growing area of digital asset recovery. The company's co-founder, Aidan Larkin, joins us now to provide us with an insight into this fascinating area and to discuss the platform that they have developed. Aidan, I'd like to start the interview by getting an insight into your own career. Of course, from my point of view, I was working as a criminal investigator in the UK's revenue and customs and that was my first sort of foray into you know, investigating assets and this whole concept of asset recovery. Many people don't know what asset recovery means because it means different things in different countries and in different sectors. But in terms of the world that, that I work in, asset recovery is defined as recovering assets from the, those that don't own them or shouldn't own them. So that could be a corrupt dictator like we're seeing all over the news with the you know the, the invasion of Ukraine and targeting oligarchs to get assets back. It could be a corrupt government official that you know um, has got assets that they shouldn't have or it could be those traditional cases we see in Ireland involving you know the Garda or CAB where they're recovering ill-gotten gains. So that act of recovering assets is, is a field that I've been involved in for basically my whole adult life culminating in, in working in Wilson's auctions, actually. Um, as many of your listeners will know, I was the asset recovery director there and we were managing proceeds of crime seizures. And just being in that world got me to see that we have challenges with asset recovery all around the world. And then there was this new category of digital asset coming onto the horizon. So that got me a bit of insight into the challenges around the asset recovery world, the additional challenges with digital assets for victims and for governments trying to you know, recover this from the bad guy. And that's what sort of led to the idea of, um, of basically creating a company and a software solution that would be focused on just improving this sector. It would astonish you to see that digital assets all around the world are being seized and then people are using Excel spreadsheets and manual records and old, like early 2000s, late 90s style software. So the two worlds just didn't line up, uh, and that, that was one of the, the sort of core aims of Asset Reality, was to design a software platform that could just automate and make as much of this as simple as possible and get away from the old spreadsheets. So talk to us about the platform. How does it work? So the platform is on the, the basic premise of any sort of two-sided platform, like Hotels.com, Booking.com, for those sort of services where if you're someone involved in seizing assets, you need access to lots of different solutions. So if you don't know as a police officer or a receiver or a liquidator, you don't know what you're going to seize that day. You don't know what you're going to come across when you're on a warrant or when you're appointed by the court. So rather than trying to have multiple arrangements with lots of different registered and regulated custodians to try and you know, cover every single scenario, the idea is having a relationship with a platform Signing up to that platform gives you access to all of the tools that you'll need. So it's our responsibility as practitioners who are experiencing this field, who are running this platform and designing it, it's really up to us to make sure that all of the different avenues are covered. And then getting into the weeds of the technical side, things like being able to monitor digital assets on the blockchain that means that there's lots of inherent opportunities to audit, to track and trace, and do things that you just couldn't do 
with a Ferrari or a boat or a pair of no Louis Vuitton shoes that are seized regularly. So we really want to just enhance that seized asset sort of experience and that process. Because remember, the more inefficient that process is, the more expensive it is to manage the asset. That's money being drained from law enforcement. And Aidan, has the high-profile collapse of the FTX exchange highlighted the magnitude of the digital assets market today and, more importantly, the need for sophisticated digital asset recovery tools? I definitely think it, it certainly added a bit of rocket fuel and it certainly made it very easy for our conversations that we were having during our fundraise because it gives people real context. I mean, for, for so long, talking about digital asset recovery or seized assets in general there was a couple of high-profile cases you could talk to over the years, and maybe there's a current Netflix special on Bernie Madoff, and we would use that example of you know, criminal or, or suspected criminals with assets being seized. FTX really drove it home. It really drove home as well the the combination of what looks like a crypto case. I mean, that's for the avoidance of doubt, FTX is a fraud case. That's a fraud investigation. Um, that is not a crypto case. I mean, my, my one of my co-founders has a, a, a great sort of keynote presentation. He gives with the saying there's no such thing as cryptocurrency crime. Um, no Nick sort of coined that phrase because if someone robs you and steals a Rolex, that's not a Rolex crime. It's robbery. <laughs> Digital asset is just the category underneath. And I think with crypto asset recovery cases, What's really important to focus on is the art of the possible. I mean, the FTX case has been done in a light speed time. The, to go from the initial complaint to the tracing to appointment of you know, trustees in bankruptcy to criminal charges to arrests to moving people from countries, I mean, that normally takes months and years. So I think that what's really interesting about the digital asset space is like evidential collection. What someone does in the blockchain can never be hidden or replaced or rubbed out. So there's so many more opportunities. So I think we're really seeing now that governments who are doubling down on digital asset recovery, they're recovering billions of dollars all around the world, outstripping regular asset recovery. So we see this as a, as a huge area for growth and people are going to need the tools to manage whatever they find. And what are the emerging trends when it comes to digital assets right now? And how sophisticated is it likely for them to become over the coming years? So we, we also work at the front end of, of this ecosystem. Um, naturally, as we launched as an asset recovery company, more and more victims and companies were coming to us saying, will you help the police and government with the seizure and recovery of assets? What about the reporting? We we've went to our local police force and they don't have the tools or they don't have the, the systems or the resources or budgets necessary to investigate these cases. Can you help? And we, we just sort of stumbled into you know, doing more and more reports for members of the public and helping people. Uh, and fast forward to today, and we, we work with some of the biggest providers in the world, like MetaMask, the biggest non-custodial digital wallet in the world, um, Phantom, uh, Web3. And we see firsthand the victims of scams involving crypto assets. And it, it, it pains me to say that many of them are not highly technical. They are crude. Lots of them are like the text message we've all received telling us we're due a tax refund or the text message we've all received saying we need to pay an extra you know, five pounds or five euros for a parcel that is with a courier. Often the criminals use the same tactics. They try and identify 
vulnerable victims, those that are maybe a bit more gullible than others or people that are just more trusting and just try and sort of help people. And they think they're doing the right thing by responding to that rogue text message or WhatsApp or email that you've got that says, no, can you help me with something today? And people respond to this no attractive person on WhatsApp. And all of a sudden, they're actually being led down the path of a pig butchering scam, whereas where they lure you in, like a romance-style scam, they try and trick you, they ask you for money, or they let on to you that they have a secret way of earning higher returns on the stock market and to keep it from the tax man. You've got to convert your money into crypto assets and all of these things that, in hindsight, I'm sure we would all sit back and say, how did you not see that coming? But this affects millions of people uh, around the world. And there also are very, very sophisticated attacks where they target high-profile individuals, high-net-worth individuals. But there's no doubt the thick end of the wedge is people that could have avoided it if they had of just the usual take five for fraud issues where they have things like, um, you know, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Aidan, are the revenue and the police forces engaging your services today? So we have, we're engaged sort of around the world. It's one of the areas for growth for us is UK and Ireland. Our predominant contracts were US and, uh, and across Europe. So for us, it's about sort of building on the fact that Criminal Assets Bureau in particular, I mean, they were involved in some of the earliest Bitcoin and crypto seizures. So actually in Ireland, you, you already have a head start in the extent that you have incredibly experienced uh, individuals and um, uh, sort of investigators and people that have been involved in this. So part of our, our, our roadmap and part of our plan is to launch, we're, we're launching our platform. It's in testing mode with the Belgian government, Seychelles government and a few US entities. But as of the sort of beginning of April, the, the platform goes live. So hopefully I'm talking to you this time next year and we're talking about the different law enforcement entities and revenue commissioners that we're working with across Ireland. Asset Reality has recently completed a $6 million funding round, but how will this funding be used to further grow the company? So we just emerged from the Techstars Accelerator. Um, and for any of your listeners that has a startup or is considering launching your own business, I would wholeheartedly recommend the, the, the Techstars program. It's one of the, the largest, um, or if, if I think by volume, it's the largest, sort of second only to Y Combinator of a sort of a global entrepreneurial network that uh, allows businesses to join an accelerator program for three months and then they connect you with all of these sort of fantastic resources around the world. I know an accelerator was just was just ran actually last year out of Dublin. Uh, I think there's another one on the cards this year. So we had that, we were very privileged to get one of the, the 12 spaces on the Techstars Accelerator in 2021. Um, once we emerged from that, they then connected us with a network of international venture capitalists around the world. And so we've done our first seed fundraise, um, as it's known. So this is our first sort of batch of venture capital. So going from myself and my two co-founders, uh, Nick Ferno and Hugo Elliott, uh, our main aim now is to really build out the team and build out the technology. Uh, we're just shy of 30 people uh, at the moment, and we have been effectively in an enhanced R&D stage trying to figure out what are the main issues affecting the users? And we've we've got that early traction um, with different government entities and private sector companies. So now it's really sort of the, the cliche startup sort of uh, examples of now sort of heads down for the next sort of couple of months to really refine the product so that we can launch our first iteration of the platform to, the, to, sort of, to a wider market. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Aidan Larkin from Asset Reality, and this will certainly be a business to watch in the future. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.